Hello everyone. The recording of this episode went through some catastrophic technical difficulties. The climax of the second story was cut off, though the footage before was salvaged and the footage after compensated for it in the plot. Enjoy. Welcome to Quarantine Spook Show. I'm Kyle Carezzi. Didn't really do much of a warm-up tonight. You know, because there's no God, I guess. 80% of people are devolving. 20% are evolving, maybe. So, you know, it's business as usual these days. Spook Show. This is the show where I do improvised horror stories. Uh, I pull a title from a jar, or maybe get it from a book, and then I just make up the stories as I go along. And if you have any horror story titles to submit, uh, you can send them to quarantinespookshow at gmail.com. So if you hear uh, a loud front door during any time uh, during this broadcast, uh, it is just the way of nature. 
way, the Spook Vortex has opened. So let's get started. This first story is called The Spiralizer. trenches of history, if not obscure lore, that the spiralizer was somewhere deep underground. Apparently the spiralizer was tucked away uh, somewhere in an underground lab in Utah. when uh, the United States put their money into cool shit, uh, like government cheese or something. But there are legends of the spiralizer that came with the atom bomb. People on the continent and around the world were just like, well shit, if the U.S. has nuclear arms, what the fuck else are they working on? projects was the spiralizer. And there are plenty of uh, speculations of what it could possibly be. It could have been a Terminator-like machine uh, meant to mow down civilians or to practice excessive force to stifle uprisings. state-of-the-art hypnotism technology designed to lure the human mind into a state of paralysis and stifling the person to make any cognitive decisions. And this lure of the spiralizer led into pop culture in the United States, mainly in the 80s and early 90s. Super Nintendo and a Nintendo 64 game about it. First one called The Spiralizer. Uh, the second one called uh, Spiralizer 64. That's how that goes. And I tried to blend all the lore of The Spiralizer into one thing. The Terminator. High-tech hypnotism. Excessive secrecy. It's so no one quite knew what it was. Documents do exist about uh, Project Spiralizer. But about two thirds, if not more, of those documents are redacted. And barely. 
entirely comprehensible. And like many uh, old-fashioned military secrets, you know, people spoke out about it decades later when the stakes were much lower. Many scientists who were at least loosely associated with the project said it was just buried with all the other uh, out-of-date nuclear arms uh, that were developed during the Cold War and, and in the fallout of World War II. There's one pretty well-known CNN interview uh, that took place in 1978. A woman named uh, Lemon Pimpin talked about the spiralizer. She said she was pretty close to the project. And was in close association with the engineers and scientists that designed the alleged machine. And she said she did saw some things. She saw the spiralizer in action. But she didn't remember anything about it. She credited it to, uh, you know, uh, reaching her 50s and her memory getting hazy, you know. Just part of the fate of not knowing faces or names, places, and specific memories like that. But a lot of, uh, speculators, uh, say that she was drugged at the facility. There are many rumors that circulated that the facility in Utah that she worked at had a lot of weird soup that was served to people. Sure, there was a cafeteria and a mess hall, you know. Some basic, decent cafeteria food. Mostly, uh, pork and noodle-based things. But they also passed around this soup beefy, brothy kind of thing. And even if people brought uh, food from home, they'd still be served this food. And the facility would have mandatory soup parties. Where everyone had to partake in soup to celebrate. And not everyone even liked soup at that uh, facility. Not really into soup, you know. Say they were vegetarian. Said they didn't like food that was too liquidy or moist. But they were so compelled by the social peer pressure that they just gobbled it up anyway. And there are some accounts of uh, people who were absolutely against cafeteria and mess hall soup under any circumstances that they were allegedly force-fed this soup uh, by some guards in a, hall in a desolate hallway. And when he was confronted about it, he said that he didn't remember it. But hot broth-based food aside, there are so many questions left about the spiralizer. existed at all. 
So a team of ghost hunters went to investigate the spiralizer. Now, they claim to be ghost hunters. Uh, they had a pretty fortuitous podcast about it. They would also post their videos online and whatnot. Do some streams and Q&As and all that. Do panel appearances at uh, ghost hunting conventions. Paranormal investigations. Paranormal uh, conventions, rather. But they set it upon, himself, upon themselves to investigate the spiralizer. Now, there was some scrutiny over whether or not, like, oh, I thought you were ghost hunters, you know, I thought you were going after ghosts or whatever. But they admitted that they were uh, taking a bit of a tangent during their usual work. developing more of a historical bent uh, to their ghost investigations. And since the spiralizer was just as likely to exist as any sort of UFOs or ghosts, they thought it was worth exploring. The problem was that the abandoned facility in Utah was guarded. neighboring military base, and every night they were sending their troops over, probably like two or three people, usually just people uh, new to the air base, and they just stand around with assault rifles and camo, and then when they get off work, uh, they, go to the, they hit the bar and just be like, yeah, it's really fucking boring over there, like nothing happens. It's already Utah, but, I mean, shit. So, the Ghost Adventure team, uh, you know, which they called themselves, uh, uh, the Ghost Boys, uh, sneak into the facility. There's three of them. Uh, Tad, Chad, and Dennis. Tad was the leader. So Tad was just like, alright, we gotta fucking go see the spiralizer. Let's get to it. The entrance was pretty narrow. It was pretty much just an elevator lift down to the facility. And their plan was pretty haphazard, but certainly well thought out in a way. for a shift exchange uh, at about 1 o'clock in the morning. And they set up some firecrackers uh, on a distant plane. And when some of the guards would go investigate, they would 
sneak in and then take the lift down. However, the lift didn't work because it was so old. So they resorted to taking a stairwell. It was a long, long descent. Far longer than they anticipated. assumed it was the size of an airbase, which was, you know, very large. Just a large, obscene warehouse, and they thought that the stairs would just start from the ceiling and go down to the ground. But it was about three times longer than that. The deeper they went, the darker it got, to the point where it was pitch black. Cobwebs and spiders, and other uh, underground insects uh, covered all the steel support beams. And they couldn't maintain a stream so deep underground, but they kept their video camera going. Night vision and all that. And they did some really goofy, uh, ridiculous commentary on the way down. Just being like, bro. So deep down here. It's fucking moist down here. Oh, dude, don't say moist. Oh, it is, though. We're fucking underground, man. It's like the basement to hell. Still, they continue down with the descent. Keeping their personas cheery. They all knew there was a deep seriousness with it. And it was possibly a federal crime for even entering... Still, they followed their curiosities and made it to the bottom of the stairwell. It was large and a lot of empty space. between deep, uh, cavernous, narrow hallways, and then lead the big, wide-open spaces. Presumably when the facility was functioning, they'd be brightly lit, full of all these cool, uh, uh, machinery and experiments and all that, but it was just a dark, airy abyss, cold and damp, hollow. by a semi-redacted map that existed at the facility. That they found in a magazine with an annotated copy of the Warren Report. And usually on these, uh, on these little excursions, they'd separate and be like, bro, bro, fucking ghosts, man. They knew the seriousness of their journey, and we're just like, let's just, uh, keep it steady on this one.
Eventually, they reach a peculiar chamber. As dark as it was, it was hard to gauge all the aesthetics of the facility, even with their blistering, bl uh, blistering bright flashlights. Rockier. It was like the chamber was unfinished. Every other hallway or chamber had uh, some steel or concrete walls to support it, or some support beams. But this one was almost just a pure cavern. Like it was already there. Museum in a way. There are certain objects encased in glass. There was one object that was just a it was just a pistol. It seemed ordinary. Just a steel rod. Looks similar to any other crowbar you might find on a construction site. And as they looked around, they saw some papers scattered around on the floor. They are descriptions of all these objects. One of them described the rod, and it just said, perfect balance. little encasings have little doors on the back. They opened one, they opened the rod, chamber, and then they held it, and Chad held it, and he was just like, oh, this feels, this feels right, you know? And then Dennis was just like, how do you mean? And Chad was just like, well, you know, it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like a hammer when, like, one ends, like, one ends heavy and the other one's light, and you toss it in the air. And you like you know you're gonna catch it in a cool way, but like it's kind of like that, but like extra. So he tossed it in the air and caught it again. Tossed it and caught it. Then they found papers about the pistol. technology. Fairly typical, really. 
until they went to one glass chamber. In the center of the room. They all approached it and had their cameras pointing at it. And it was exactly what they expected it to be. the spiralizer. Ooh. Alright, this is an interesting turn. This next installment is called Lords of Spice. somehow anticlimactic to see it in person. It's like when there's an, an historical artifact, or maybe a renowned painting, and you go to a museum to see it. Upon its first sight, you may just think, oh, it's just a painting, it's just an object. But then you stare at it. You stare into it. And you stare into the depth of it. And see its raw beauty. And you realize while well, it's preserved for generations. That was the mutual feeling that Tad, Chad, and Dennis felt when they saw the spiralizer. It was just a simple round object. It was a simple round object the size of a frisbee with a spiral on it. That's all it was. That's also, that's all it had to be. They had their cameras on, and right on the spiralizer. And then Tad said, alright, let's do this. He felt nervous, but didn't quite know why. And then he looked at uh, Chad and Dennis. Chad looked at Dennis. Tad and Chad already had the pistol and the rod. They figured Dennis might as well take out the spiralizer, see what it's about. 
latch on the glass door, pulled out the spiralizer and held it in his hands. It was heavier than he expected. It was made of metal. He wasn't sure if it was a plate or a frisbee. But he stared at the spiral. How's it? How's it going, Dennis? And Dennis was just like, I like looking at it. And Pat was just like, dude, you might be getting hypnotized. And Dennis was like, oh shit, you're right. So he looked away from it and just kept it at his side. Held it firm and close to his hip. for these papers, see if we can find what this thing is and what it can do. objects in the room, like a little dog collar, and it just said, it will choke. Another similar object, object was just a little button, and it was just uh, described as a uh, surveillance and squeezing, but still nothing on the spiralizer. boys were in this uh, situation where they were doing a video of cool scary stuff but then they hit a point of malaise and boredom so they tried to uh, keep the energy up and try to discuss it so Dennis just said so what did you all hear about what this thing can really do After some severe technical difficulties, let's give this story a proper ending. Alright, this final installment is called Encyclopedia.
next day. Footage of the uh, Ghost Boys excursion to the underground military facility that allegedly held the spiralizer was being reviewed. shabby office at a nearby military base. Mainly they did, Air, they did Air Force stuff and some basic army training. One of the head officers was watching Tad's tape. Ghost, uh, ghost boys. Tad, Chad, and Dennis find the spiralizer and try to bring it from the facility. And then they watch what unfolds, and then it cops out. Chad was in the room with them, seeing the footage. Officer looked at Chad and he said, So you don't really remember anything at all? And he said, No, it's not that I don't remember. It's just, it's just, it's just weird, you know? It just got weird. Uh, you know, me and Tad were chasing Dennis with the spiralizer down back into the military faci facility when he already said that we were going to leave. And then Dennis broke the stairwell at the end. So I told Tad that I was going to go find you guys to help us out. And then Tad would go find Dennis and do whatever the fuck. And the head officer said, well, you know, your friend Tad is borderline catatonic uh, after what happened. And the footage isn't telling us anything because it copped out. So we want to get some answers of what happened. And Chad was just like, I don't know, Dennis lost his shit. Did you find him? And the officer said, said no. We didn't find any traces of him. But we're going to go ask your friend Tad. Maybe you should join us. And there's a military area, uh, a waiting room area, where they all convened. Tad and Chad followed the head officer back to the office. The officer was assassinating Tad, so what happened exactly? Tad sighed and shook a little. He was too traumatized and it felt too harrowing to recall in any semblance of it. Chad rubbed him on the shoulder and so was like, it's alright, Tad talk about it. Uh, it got weird down there, but I'm cool with it, you know, so just just say it how you saw it and we'll piece it together from there. Tad looked into Chad's eyes, knowing that he could trust him. 
swallowed some saliva and said, alright, well, it's, you know, it's hazy, um, but I pretty much chased Dennis down to the, um, to the facility and to the area with, like, the spiralizer and, like, the rod and the gun and all that. And neither Tad or Chad noticed, but the officer winced with his face a little bit, like he knew what they were talking about. Tad said, well, you know, so we're down there, and Dennis is just, like, clawing at the wall with his fingers, and his fingernails are bleeding and breaking and falling apart. He's talk keeps staring at the spiralizer, consulting it, talking about, like, how it glitters and shines, and how it's, like, a, it's a key or a door or something, and he's saying, uh, so he started to freak me out, and he, like, uh, lunged at me for the rod that you found, Chad. So I, you know, I didn't like the, I didn't like the look in his eye. So I, I, I shot him with the pistol we found there. Allegedly super accurate. Dennis fell, and then he said the door has opened, and he kept ranting and manically laughing about the Lords of Spice. I, I don't know what that meant. Um, he started to bleed out, not just blood, but also this like powdery, glittery stuff, you know, like stardusty, weird stuff and he started to smear that and the blood all over his face and he just started to laugh more and he was just all like lords of spice lords of spice um it's really um I, I, I don't know what to make of it so I just left I ran as fast as I could I you know I tripped and fell on the camera so I don't know how fucked that is but if you watch it you I'm sure you'll you know, you'll get some more answers more context of uh what what I'm talking about here the officer just said, well, you know, the bottom line is, uh, the footage copped out, so we didn't get any of it, um, we really can't take your word for it, because we went down there, and there was no, nothing down there, no blood, we didn't find your friend Dennis, um, no cracks in the wall or anything, so, you know, you really shouldn't have to worry about it, um, We'll keep looking for your friend, though. Um, but if, any, if nothing else, you know, really shouldn't screw around in underground U.S. military places, really. Yeah, you two can wait here for a hot second. I'm going to go uh, see if we can take a look at that footage, see if we can fix it or salvage it or whatever. Um, send you both home, wherever you're from, uh, yeah, so, I'll see you in a bit. So the head officer walked out, Tad and Chad sat alone in the office, Chad's, Chad's face still hurt by, uh, by Dennis wailing the spiralizer, the metal plate frisbee thing, right at his face. something in the air down there, so, you know, I'm not gonna discredit what we were saying at all. And then Tad said, I, I didn't mention the cracks in the walls. And then Chad was just like, what? And Tad was just like, well, he was talking about, you know, um, he said he didn't see the footage, so we had to just, uh, 
listen to my account of things. Um, and he said he didn't find Dennis, he didn't find any blood, he didn't find cracks in the walls. But I only mentioned Dennis in the blood. So how would he know about the cracks in the walls? Chad nodded and was like, yeah, that is weird. So you're saying those things came from the walls? Tad, Tad was like, no, no, they came, like, from the mind. Uh, remember Dennis kept talking about, like, the abyss or whatever? Um, I think he was trying to summon something or whatever. Using the spiralizer, maybe that's what it was designed to do, I don't know. Then the head officer coming back, went, came in back in the office. And he was just like, oh, uh, we, uh, found your friend. Tad and Chad looked back and just like, what do you mean you found him? The officer said, yeah, we, uh, he didn't even, well, he, he found us. He just kind of walked up, and he's looking for you guys. So Tad and Chad get up and follow the officer. And they go to the front entrance of the military base. The office building, at least. And then they see Dennis. His clothes are a little bit dirty, but otherwise he looks fine. Uh, in good health, in the right mental state and all that. And then Chad was just like, Dennis, what the fuck happened down there? And Dennis was just like, what do you mean? And then Tad just like smacked him in the face and started to lunge at him. The officer grabbed him and was like, hey, hey, easy. Two other nearby officers went and like tried to hold Tad back. And Tad was just like, what the fuck do you mean, dude? yourself and summon fucking lords of spice or whatever what are you doing man and Dennis was like I don't know um I don't know anything about that I thought we just I thought we just got separated and you guys just like left me back there so I had to find my way out you know and Chad was like that's not what happened at all and Tad was just like no we went back for you man you were you fucking lost your shit from the fucking spiralizer It's just like, oh, the spiralizer? That's, that's not... Shit's not real, you know? No, it's just... You know, we find some cool... What was that thing? You found a pistol and a, a metal s stick? Um, yeah, that was, that was it. Head officer said, uh... Turn to the other two officers and was just like, uh, how about you talk to that uh, kid Dennis for a bit? Uh, you know, see what he has to say about anything. See if he has a camera on him or something. So those two went uh, and then with Dennis uh, to a different area of the office building. And then the head officer uh, turned to. Tad was just like, yeah, I know what's, uh, know what's going on here. So the spiralizer was underground for a reason. Uh, it is a key, um, but your friend shouldn't have fucked with it. And, uh, bottom line is, that's not your friend. And Tad was just like, what's that? Chad was just like, wait, it's not Dennis? And Tad was just like, that's, dude, that's totally not Dennis. 
He's got like that dead cold look in his eye. It's not him. And the officers was like, I'm not gonna get into detail about who the Lords of Spice are, how we contacted them, what they're after, why they make fun of us for not eating sumac, um, why they keep talking about like, you know, you need at least five pounds of sumac per household, and we're just like, we don't know what you're talking about, man. But like get to the bottom of this. So the officer and the Tan Chad, uh, they follow him. And the officer said, I'm only telling you any about any of the stuff because uh, you're his friend and we gotta figure out like what his deal is. And you can't repeat this to anyone or you'll be federally prosecuted uh, eternally. So they go to a back library area of the office, and they pull out a spice encyclopedia. So the head officer and Tad and Chad, uh, the officer goes over the things that they should both say to Dennis. Meanwhile, Dennis is like in a little uh, interrogation-esque room somewhere desolate. And they send in Tad and Chad, they're just chatting. And then Dennis is just like, look, I don't know why they're holding us here uh, without prosecuting us with anything for breaking an entry or whatever. It's all just a bunch of old military technology, but we gotta, we gotta get the fuck out of here, you know? I don't really trust these dudes at all. and Chad look at each other and then they think about the things that the head officer told them to say and and Chad was just like so uh Dennis uh how do you uh how do you roast your chicken and then uh Dennis was like you know I just put on some uh salt and paprika and pepper or whatever It was just like, yeah, but not any sumac or turmeric or anything. And then Dennis grunted. No, not really. I don't really know too much about s spices. And Tad was just like, you sure you don't want any spices at all? Not any Cuba or anything like that? Come on, we know you like a little bit of chili powder. Dennis grunted again. <clears throat> he was holding his gut. And the same part of him where Tad shot him, where he bled out. And all that powder bled out. And then Tad gets uncomfortable with uh, the little script that the head officer tried to convey. It's just like, Dennis, you're, you haven't initiated yourself as a Lord of Spice, have you? Dennis said, I, no, I only like salt and pepper, sometimes paprika, maybe Old Spice if I eat crab legs. Ugh. And Tad was just like, Dennis, if there's any part of you that's real, you gotta, you gotta fight this man. I mean, you can have all the spices you want or whatever, but you gotta, 
we gotta break out of this. We can't be making deals with demons from the abyss, you know? But then it was just like, no. Ugh. It's alright, I'm fine. Look, we just gotta get out of here. Tad and Chad felt like they were losing Dennis. Eventually there's a knock on the door, and the head officer comes back in. Hey, do you all, uh, you all want some soup? And then Tan chatters, uh, soup? No. And then Dennis grunts again. Ugh. I really think you should all, uh, try some, some of this soup. Bring a little chef in and put down three bowls of soup. Tan and Chad look at each other. They remember the rumors, uh, about how the military facility give people soup to try to erase their memory. But they don't know how that's correlated with the Lords of Spice. Eventually, Tan and Chad, uh, they have some soup. They pretend to eat it. And then they see Dennis stare at the soup. Stare at the broth. Stare at his own reflection within the weird military soup. And he has one spoon spoonful and he gags. And he's just like, no, it it needs spice. And actually he takes his pocket knife and he cuts out he cuts himself open and a bunch of glittery powder falls in, like, yes, the lords of spice shall live on. Actually, uh, they send in more officers to apprehend Dennis, and he smacks him away with his super strength. Tad is just like, Dennis, you've gone too far. Making this deal with the abyss. Come back to us, man. And Dennis is just like, with the way of the spice, the spiral unlocks the door to the abyss. Ah! He starts screaming and shouting. He starts to spread the powder all over the room. And then he runs out of the military base. Sprinting superhuman levels. Other officers and guards and recruits try to chase after him, but he outruns all of them. And he just runs off the base. They send some cars after him. Tad and Chad uh, watch him go. It was the last time they ever saw their friend Dennis. He was a Lord of Spice now. Apparently made a dark deal with these strange creatures from the abyss, accessed by the highest of spiral technology, hypnotizing the mind to unlock weird ethereal doors. Tan and Chad don't know what to make of any of this. They just go back to the office and try to collect their things. They look at the soup and see some of uh, Dennis's spice uh, all dumped into it. And then Tad says, maybe, maybe the soup they used to erase people's memories was from 
the lords of spice themselves. Spice is beyond our wildest dreams, perhaps. And Chad takes a spoonful of the soup with a dentist of spice in it. Chad's just like, dude, what are you doing? That comes from the abyss, man. And Chad was just like, I don't even care anymore. Just based on the state of the world, 80% of people are devolving. 20% of people are evolving. We can't get good footage of anything because the video cops out midway through something really compelling and cool happening. And now it just leads to this whole fucking mess right here. So goddammit, I'm gonna eat this soup. So he has a modest spoonful. And then he nods. He says, well, you know what? That's pretty good. find Dennis. Maybe find the spiralizer. I don't want to admit it, but maybe he was on to something. <sighs> Shit. <laughs> that was such a complicated recording process. Well, some of the story copped out. That's the thing. And I don't know where precisely it did. So I tried to weave that into the plot the best I could. Being, it's, yeah. I think, I've, I, think I, was, I tried to be clever about it. I think it maybe it worked in. But anyway. That's Quarantine Spook Show. An episode that was perhaps... Stifled by the folly of technology and laptops and whatever. As of this moment, I don't know what footage is salva salvageable. Um, I think it ties into the story in some ways. But I hope it was good for you. Anyway. Was it good for you? Was it good for you? I've never had a technical difficulty this complicated, so I really hope it's just a beautiful mess. That's like the best. Yeah, seriously. Oh, good. Well, you caught the tail end. You were into it, so I think there's some. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well. Fucking shit, man. Have a ball. Good night. Good night. Good night to you. Watch out for soup. Make sure you know what's in it. If it's any demons from the abyss from an underground facility that's too similar to Stranger Things, you know, just watch out. I don't know.